0: Welcome to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. Today is a guest episode, and we once again head over the pond to introduce you to a very inspiring gentleman. Rod Khalif is a multiple business owner and philanthropist who is passionate about business, high performance, real estate, and giving back. He is one of America's top real estate and peak performance luminaries. He has also owned over 2,000 properties. Rod has soared from humble beginnings as a young, impoverished Dutch immigrant to incredible success. Rod's experience involves both remarkable triumphs and spectacular failures, which he affectionately calls seminars. Recovering from losing $50 million in the crash of 2008 to the success he enjoys today. Rod also founded the Tiny Hands Foundation, which has benefited more than 130,000 children in need. Thank you so much for coming onto the show, Rod. It's absolutely brilliant to have you here.
1: Oh, uh, let's have some fun today. I'm excited to to get into things.
0: Brilliant. So I'm going to ask you the same question I ask all my guests. What is your money story?
1: Well, my money story goes way back. Okay, so we're going to start my money story when I was six years old, and I immigrated with my mother and my, my mother's Vantje and my brother Albert from the Netherlands. I was born in the Netherlands. and. And so we immigrated in 1966. Uh, We ended up in Denver, Colorado, in the States. And uh, the only memory I have of that trip is my mom crying when the ship entered New York Harbor and she saw the Statue of Liberty, true story, because I was scared that she was crying. Um, And we really struggled growing up. So we didn't have uh, much. Uh, I remember we actually shopped at an expired food store. Believe it or not, they had that back then. Uh, And we uh, always bought old bread and and um, we we drank powdered milk with our cereal in the morning because it was cheaper than real milk. And trust me, it sounds better than it is. And and I remember wearing hand-me-down clothes from stores called the Salvation Army here in the States and Goodwill, um, really until I was 14. I got disgusted. You know, I was tall for my age when I was 14. I lied about my age at Burger King so I could get a job flipping burgers so we'd have, I could buy my own clothes. And then when I was 15, I was able to use that money to buy a car. And now I'm sure you've got listeners that have had it harder than I did and, you know, and and maybe, you know, I think in in what's coming economically, frankly, worldwide, I believe, uh, I think we're going to see a lot of suffering uh, economically, um, even more than, than we've seen in the past. And uh, but, you know, back then, <clears throat> I knew I wanted more. And luckily, my mom had an incredible work ethic. So she actually babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat and, and have things. And, and we always had a house full of kids. And she became a bit of an entrepreneur with her babysitting money. So she invested in the stock market successfully in IPOs. And she also invested in real estate. And her first real estate acquisition was the house right across the street from us. She bought from a family named The Jewels. Um, for about $30,000 when I was 14. <clears throat> then when I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep that it had gone up in value of 20,000. And I said, what? You made 20,000 you didn't do anything? Screw college, I'm getting into real estate. So I got into real estate and well, my first year of real estate, I made about $8,000, still living at home. Second year, maybe $10,000. But my third year, I made over $100,000, which back in 1980, what is it? 80 was some real money. Mm. And so what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10x my income? Well, what happened was I, I met a man, I was actually dating his daughter, and he taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology and how really 80 to 90% of your success in anything is just that, your mindset and psychology. Only 10 to 20 percent is the you know the technical stuff that we talk about on our shows, Leslie. And and so fast forward to today. Um, I've owned over 2,000 houses that I've rented long-term. I, I now own thousands of apartment units. I've actually built 27 businesses so far in my career. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And you might say, "Wow!" And I said, "Wow!" And I got a head so big I could barely fit it through a door. I thought I was a real estate god. And you know when that you know when that happens, sometimes God will give you a nice little smackdown. Yeah. Well, that was two thousand. That was two thousand eight nine. I lost fifty million dollars conservatively in two thousand eight nine. And so, what I'm known for talking about on my podcast and you know at my events, my live events, I I, I st- stand in front of thousands of people a year. Uh, is really the mindset it took to have fifty million to lose in the first place, and then maybe. Maybe certainly as important, maybe more importantly, the mindset took to recover from losing $50 million. And and so I'm happy to drill down on that with you if you like.
0: Talk me through how you felt on the day that you discovered you had lost $50 million. How did you feel?
1: Oh, it was wonderful. I no, it was, it was, it was, it was horrible. I, I thought I was set for life. I had 800 houses. I had multiple apartment complexes and I really thought I was set for life and, you know, and, and, uh, and I wasn't, <laughs> And I'd, I'd gone through a divorce a few years prior and, you know, I, uh. Uh, and and no, it was it was really bad. And you know, I remember the worst day was the day uh, I I I lost my house. I would built this eight million dollar house on the beach. It was incredible, spectacular home. Uh, I had the beach on one side, my boats on the backside. It was called a Gulf to Bay. It was like a slice through an island. And I lost that in all the craziness. And I remember sitting in my living room one day, and I saw a tow truck come pull my Mercedes away, <laughs> and 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 I just started laughing. You know, how sometimes the worst day of your life can be the best. And it really was, and I picked myself up and and so you know what I did to recover from all that was I reassociated with what I wanted and why I wanted it. In fact, if you come to one of my boot camps, I've got one coming up in September in Orlando. If you come to one of my boot camps, the first thing we do is goal setting. I call it goal setting on steroids because how do you get anything if you don't know what it is, right? Yep. You've got to know what it is you want and why you want it, and so um, you know that was the first thing because because you know, it, it's real easy when something negative happens to you to focus on the pain. In fact, we connect through pain. It's, yeah. it's 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 silly. Like if you came up to me and said, how you doing? I said, oh my God, I am freaking fantastic. Life is amazing. You take a couple steps back and say rods off his meds. Yeah. But if you came up and said, how you doing? And I said, oh God, I slept terrible. My back hurts. I lost 20,000 in the market. You put your arm around me and say, oh, I feel you. You know, but that's how we connect, which is really not a great thing. Mm-hmm. But uh you know i will tell you that uh you know getting clear on on where i where i was headed again and not not getting not letting the failure i call them seminars by the way i don't call them failures i call them seminars that was a 50 million dollar seminar it was a big seminar and a very expensive <laughs> course, seminar yeah. you know and and you know i will tell you those 27 businesses i built several worth tens of millions of dollars i have two now that are but most were spectacular flaming seminars okay and uh You know, we actually fail our way to success, and uh, that's just the truth of it. Um, You know, and I tell, and I tell a story about a woman in in Australia, uh, a lady named Bronnie Ware, who was a hospice nurse, and so she took care of patients when they were about to die. And uh, Leslie, she asked him a question. She she asked the question was, "Do you have any regrets?" And she wrote a book about it, something like the five regrets of dying.
0: Yeah, and you know what the number.
1: Yeah, the, the number one regret was not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I'm capable of. I can't think of anything worse than that. Yeah. You know, so, so if you're listening and you're afraid of failure, I'm going to tell you, don't fear failure. It, it, you're now, if, if something fails, your vehicle fails. That's just that, that business may have failed, but you're not a failure. And that's very, very important because some people will identify with the vehicle that they're using and make it part of their personality. That's bad. Yeah. Okay. It should, you have, you always have that separate. You know, uh, if, if your business fails, you're not a failure, but, but. Uh, you know, if you're going to fear anything, fear regret. Fear being in the same place a year from now that you are right now, unless you absolutely freaking love where you are right now. That's what I would tell you to fear. But, um, so it starts with goals, Leslie. That's, that's really the first piece is getting very, very clear because what, what goals do is they trigger something in your brain called your reticular activating system. And that's a subconscious filter. It's actually when people kind of go insane, that, that filter gets messed up and then they have too much stuff coming in there. But it also points you in the direction of what you think you're interested in, subconsciously. Yeah. Um, and and it works for goals. And the greatest example of that of that subconscious filter is when you first buy a vehicle. You never really noticed them before, and then you buy one and they you see them everywhere.
0: Ooh, I've had that. Now, yeah, I've right. Were, that were they there before? Yeah.
1: Were they yeah. there? Of course they were. And yeah. that's your reticular activating system. And the same thing with your goals. So when you write your goals down, you are triggering that and you and it and it and your brain points you in the direction of things that it thinks will help you achieve those. And that's why they're so powerful. But then you know after you've gotten clear on your goals and written down why by the way let me mention this if uh you know I have a, I do this at my boot camps and obviously if you're living in England you're not going to fly to Orlando or maybe you won't but I do have a lot of students over there by the way but still um if you it, it, here's the thing people spend more time Planning a birthday party than they do designing their lives. And doing your goals is designing your life. And so I do a goal setting workshop every New Year's Day. I've done it for years. uh, And it's at rodslinks.com. Rodsplural, linksplural.com. If you go to the bottom, that's my link tree. If you go to the bottom is the goal setting workshop. I'm not going to try to sell you anything go there do the workshop it's done here in this studio it's got music it's professionally done have your child if they're over 10 years old do it have your spouse do it see how aligned you are with your spouse if you're headed the same direction it's very very powerful so I hope you check me up on it. it's rodslinks.com but uh, but so after you've done your goals the next piece is you have got to make a decision and when I say decision I don't mean dip your toe in the water. I don't mean one foot in, one foot out. I mean it is done. Okay, like so. So, uh, a great analogy for or a metaphor for a decision would be: if you're going to attack the island, you're going to burn your ships because you're taking their darn ships home. Okay, that's a decision. Okay, but you got to do it. And sometimes that could be the most important decision of your life. Maybe you're stuck in a job that you don't love, and you know you need to do something more for yourself and your family. And and so you've just got to push past fear. You've got to push past. Limiting beliefs. And that's the reason goals are so important as well, because they create what's called, you you know, you use them to create what's called a burning desire. That's a description from a Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. You've got to have that burning desire because that's how you, that's how you take action. That's how you push through fear. That's how you push through those limiting beliefs. To do it, and, and that's how you get uncomfortable. Okay, and it's a very many a lot of people are comfortable, and the comfort zone is a nice, warm place, and nothing freaking grows there, right? So you got to get uncomfortable. But let me share something with you. I've actually got a couple of props back here to to just elaborate on limiting beliefs. So when I immigrated. I didn't speak English. Okay, I was six years old. I got thrown into school, and I found out what bullies were for the first time. So I got my butt kicked occasionally. I hadn't learned how to fight back yet. And then my mom, proud Dutch woman that we sh- she is, thought it'd be a great idea to send me to school in these wooden shoes and these and these later hose, and the Germans wear for Oktoberfest. Yeah. So I got my butt kicked again, as you can imagine. And and then you know I had bullies that lived at the end of my street and she would chase him off with a fly swatter. So the next day, Rod got his butt kicked again. And, you know, I came up with this belief system that I wasn't good enough. I used to ask myself, how can I show them I'm good enough? And uh, a lot of people have these limiting beliefs and, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not analytical enough. That's another, that was another one of mine. You know, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. You know, woe is me. But see, here's the thing. There's a reason the acronym for belief systems is BS. Because 99% of them are BS. Okay. But they're, you know, we, we, they, something happened to us in our childhood, consciously or even subconsciously, and we believe they're real. So let me just say this to you. If you're consciously aware of a limiting belief that you have, whenever it comes up, pull it out into the daylight consciously and look at it with your adult rational mind and recognize that it's BS. And I will tell you, if you do that enough times, it will diminish and go away, but you've got to consciously pull it out. And so, So, yeah. So, after a decision, the next piece is you've got to take your first step. And sometimes that can be the biggest step of your life. And, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King said, you take that first step in faith and the next step will be revealed. Lao Tzu said, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, but you've got to take that step. And it can be a scary step. And I will tell you a, a good analogy for that is I see it with my students. My, I, I, have, I have coaching students. They're called my warriors and about 1200 of them right now. And I'm going to brag for a minute. Uh, I've been teaching about five years and they own upwards of 170,000 apartment units now. I'm very, very proud of that. Um, an example of a first step is I see it with my students. You know, They're complaining because they don't have their first deal yet. It's four months. It's six months. It's eight months. Sometimes it's even as long as a year and they haven't got their first deal. Then they get one and I turn around the next thing and they have three. Because they realized it was all mental; it was all in their in, between their ears was the, the blockage, the evidence. And, exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's, yeah. it. that's yeah. it. That's all they needed. Yeah. And so, but you got to take that first step. And you know, in my business, uh, I teach people how to buy apartment complexes. That's what I do. That's what my podcast. I have the largest commercial real estate podcast in the world. We're about to hit seventeen million downloads, and um, and and that's what I do, and I'm and I love it, and it's my passion, and um, but you know, I see that I see that law of the first deal all the time. And in our business, a lot of our very successful people are very analytical. And you know who you are if you're listening. If you're analytical, you know who you are. And you know how very often you feel like you have to check off every single box before you make a move. Well, you can't do that here, okay? You have to recognize that you will not see the whole path, but you have to make a move. Okay. Uh, and, and that's the only way you're going to get started. Otherwise you'll never start. You'll get caught in a paralysis by analysis. And so um, let me give you an analogy for this. You can drive all the way across the UK at night with your headlights only seeing 50, 60 feet in front of you. Now, you know, you'll make it you, you may have some obstacles, but you know other people have done it before you. It's the same way with your goals, but you have to you have to get started. And so that that, that next piece is the first step. Um, and then you know after that, uh, and please stop me at any time here because I'll just keep going. But uh, the next piece after your first step is I would encourage you to play to your strengths your strengths are your greatest assets you know people will tell you to build your weaknesses and i completely disagree um especially you know in this business i teach that in multifamily real estate is is you know there are a lot of different hats you can wear it's a team sport so so you know there there are different pieces like we need an analytical person an underwriter to underwrite the deals that's because it's primarily numbers buying apartment complexes is numbers if, the, if you get the numbers right and you ask all the right questions it's pretty hard to make a big mistake so it's empirical um, but so you need, you need somebody that's analytical. You also need a mouthpiece like Rod that, that builds relationships with investors and brokers, real estate brokers and, and, and sellers and so on and so forth. So you need that as well. Uh, you need a process person, somebody that to manage the asset after you buy it that manages the management company. And so, you know, a lot of hats you can wear, but you want to play to your strengths. Yeah. Because if you're playing to your strengths, First of all, you love what you're doing because you're good at it, so you love it. And so you never work another day in your life. Work is play, right? So there's that. Um, and when you're playing to your strengths, if you have a bump in the road or a setback, you push through it because you're loving what you're doing. It's not a big deal. You're more innovative and creative if you're playing to your strengths. But the big one is you're passionate. Because if you're loving what you're doing, you're passionate, and I'm going to tell you, passion is required to influence people. You know, if you if when people are around somebody, they can tell is passionate in what they do. They they they're influenced by well, they, exactly. Them. And they so, flock to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. And so so when you love what you do, you have that passion. Absolutely. What I w- what I would
0: love to drill into because I think I think it's really important for people to understand that you can you can hit rock bottom. There is a time where you find it hard to move forward. What was your motivation? What was the positive trigger that got you back into action? I will be back after this short break. Financial awareness is not taught in enough schools, which means children are not receiving the level of information needed to help them become money savvy, with 87% of 11 to 18-year-olds saying they have limited knowledge about managing money, only 4 in 10 children and young people saying they've had some financial education at school, and research demonstrating that those who don't receive financial education as a child are more likely to be unemployed or earning less today than those who did. This is why I have developed the Money and Mindset Made Simple for Teenagers online self-paced programme to help our children to empower their knowledge of and relationship with money. As a parent, you want to equip your children with the essential life skills to allow them to thrive in today's fast-moving world. So go to the show notes to access full details for the programme. If you are a school or institute that would like to use the program under license, then reach out directly to me via email, leslie at Now, let's return to the show.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good question. And I will tell you. This is an important conversation because we are heading into an economic you know what storm, mm-hmm. okay? And and it's coming. I'm just telling you definitely in the states, commercial real estate uh, uh we are going to see a lot more bank failures in the states. And I don't know how that parallels with the with the with the EU and and Britain or any of that, yeah. but I I, I think it's it's going to be a global thing because I'm going to tell you, the United States is headed for some serious pain. They may try to paint a rosy picture. The only thing that will save it is if they pump a few more trillion dollars in. And if they do that, inflation will get even worse. So it's almost like they don't know what they can do. Yeah. But there are there is a lot of bad debt right now in the commercial real estate space in the United States. Uh, a lot of debt that's coming due. The sellers, I mean, the owners can't sell it. We've got a huge decline in sales and the interest rates have gone through the roof so it's 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 very very difficult to get financing you have to put a lot of money in uh, you know you have to buy uh, ca- caps for the interest rates which are very very expensive yeah. and just on and on and so there's 1.6 trillion in commercial debt coming due by the end of next year and and I don't know how they you know a lot of those operators are not going to be able to pull out and and there's already trillions of dollars in office debt that's in default so lots of lots of pain coming now I'm not trying to scare you I'm actually trying to get you excited because with crisis comes opportunity and there will be incredible opportunities opportunity. At least here in the states again I can't speak I don't really track it nationally I mean internationally but everything's going on sale. Certainly real estate, businesses, you know, so I would tell you if you're listening, I would tell you pick a vehicle, decide quickly how you're going to capitalize on what's coming. If you're going to buy businesses, if you're going to buy real estate, maybe decide what asset class of real estate you're going to buy houses or apartments or or self storage or you know, I wouldn't buy office right now. People want to work from home, but but you know, maybe retail um. Uh. Um. Uh, uh, uh. Industrial space, things of that nature. There's lots of different asset classes <clears throat> here in the states. We have mobile home parks and things of that nature. So decide how uh, maybe you're going to do it online, but decide what your vehicle is going to be to capitalize on the opportunities that are coming because they are coming. I, I'm I'm certain of it. At least in the states. Okay. Yeah. And and as as a as a Brit, you can absolutely invest in the states. And I've got students and in England, in the Netherlands, in Turkey, in Israel, in Mexico, in Canada. So I've got students all over the country, all over the world rather. And so you can absolutely invest here. Uh, and typically what you do is you partner with somebody locally, but, but regardless of how you're gonna do it, decide and get up to speed as quickly as you can, because it's coming. And if you try to learn it in the thick of it, it's going to be too late. Okay. And I mean, I'm getting massively getting ready. I have an opportunity fund. I'm going to be raising money in. I'm in a lot of cash right now. I have access to a lot of cash through my students and my network. And and I really believe exponential opportunity is coming. So, so um, that's what I would say. I would just say get up to speed as quickly as you can. So I didn't answer your question how I no. recovered and how I I, I, <laughs> I know I don't know why I, why I went off that side road there. But but um, I will tell you that it really was what I just said. I just I just decided I wasn't going to stay in my pity party. Sure, I hid under a rock for a few months with my eyeball poking out feeling sorry for myself. But but then I just said, Hey, I, I need to get back to this. And so I, I realigned with what I wanted. I got very clear on my goals again. And that's really how I started. Then I decided no more focusing on the bad, focus on the good. And I started manifesting things into my life again. And, you know, I bought in the last three years, I bought 5,000 apartment units. I mean, you know, and and I started my podcast kind of funny. I started my podcast seven years ago and I used to say, I'll never sell you anything because I never meant to. I just wanted to add value and and have a vehicle to raise money if I ever wanted to raise money. And you know, and now I'm a liar because I sell everything. I've got courses and coaching and everything else. I never planned to. You know, you want to make God laugh, you tell him your plans. And, yeah. and that's kind of what happened there. But, but anyway, um, let me mention a couple other points that I think are relevant. Well, first one, let's talk about focus because that was a piece that came up back then too. Because you decide what you focus on, and whatever you focus on gets bigger both positive or negative okay and so don't get me started on the crap that's on the news right now you know and it's almost all crap sorry about that right. word but it is it is it's complete yeah. BS in many cases you don't even know what to believe anymore and and so I hope you're smart enough to realize that because some people are still in this bubble they think what they see on the news is real and it's not They're, just remember this the news organizations are not public service organizations they are for-profit and they and they censor and they and they they lie and they position and things. And it's just ridiculous. And so, you know, be careful right now. If, if you're listening to this, let me just say this. If you're listening to this or watching this, you're a leader. Okay. And the world is going to need leaders more than ever in what's yeah. coming. And as a leader, you've got to manage your focus and you got to keep out all that crap. You've got to stand guard at the door to your mind. You bring in the good stuff, you know, um, and, and and try to, try, because again, whatever you focus on gets larger. They asked mother Teresa when she was alive, if she was anti-war, she said, "No, I'm pro-peace." See the see the metaphor yeah. there. And and, yeah. and and I get I get students that call me, really not students, they know better. But I get people that call me and they say, "You know, I'm trying to get out of student loan debt." And I said, "Wrong statement. You should be trying to make so much money that the debt's irrelevant." Okay. Again, it's a, it's kind of a play it's on the mindset, words, but it's an isn't it? important it's one. Yeah, It really is. It's yeah. focus. Yeah. And so, you know, focus is clarity and, and those that have the greatest degree of focus are the, are the most successful people on the planet. And, um, <clears throat> and so and focus is power. And so it's really, really important. You know, like I do a clip every week on my podcast, it's called own your power. And it's a five minute clip with music and I promise you, I don't care if you're interested in real estate or not, come check out my podcast. It's also at Rod's Links or you can go to rodspodcast.com, but it's on Rod's Links. It's those, that's my podcast uh, link is there, but check it out. You give me five minutes a week. I will juice you. I will motivate you. I promise. They're very powerful clips. And that's the reason my podcast has been so successful. You know, people don't remember what you said, but they remember how you made them feel. And these, these episodes make you, and there's hundreds of them there about every possible topic you can think of relating to mindset, motivation, and self-actualization. And so, you know, I hope you'll check it out. It's my podcast is called Lifetime Cash Flow through Real Estate Investing, but back to focus for a minute. You know, I get excited about my podcast get, being at 17 million downloads. Well, I listen to two podcasts. I listen to Joe Rogan, a uh, very big podcast here in the states, huge, biggest one I think. Yeah. And another one is Tim Ferriss, and yeah. they are both sides of the aisle from the Democrats and the Republicans. And I'm very much on one side. I won't get into that, but but I try to stay balanced. I try to listen to both sides just to try to have a uh, you know an even keel. And uh, Tim Ferriss's show, he interviews some of the best people on the planet in their different walks of life. Uh, best athletes here in the States, um, best uh actors, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Hugh Jackman, Ed Norton, Jamie Foxx, um uh billionaires like Ray Dalio, he's a huge billionaire in the States, and and some of the CEOs of the largest companies in the world like Zuckerberg with Facebook or Meta. And I started to hear a pattern. What he does is he deconstructs their success. It's fascinating intellectual conversation. I'm not, I don't believe in what he believes in politically, but, but I, I listen to him to, like I say, to have balance, but I started to hear a pattern, Leslie, almost all of these super successful people meditate I know. and what is, med- yeah. what does meditation enhance your focus, right? Yeah. So focus, focus is another big one. So um, I can stop and pause and take a breath if you have a question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are very I've got, I've American. I've got lots more I want to talk
1: about. I got lots more I want to talk about. But, no, I, but I, look, you, you are
0: hit... very, very American, and I, I think yeah. that is that it is. an American
1: That's... thing to keep blabbering? Is <laughs> <it>? <laughs> so
0: I wrote I wrote a question down because I think I think this will be an interesting almost um, what's the word I'm looking for almost not not the opposite of what you have said but. What do you want to be better at?
1: What do I want to be better at? Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs>
0: I wanted to flummox.
1: Enjoy, enjoying life more instead of, you know, and spending more time. I have, I have, a, I have a wife that is literally supermodel beautiful, and I don't say that lightly. Go check me out on social media. You'll see I'm telling the truth, and she happens to be more beautiful on the inside than the outside. And, you know, really looking at life through more of a lifestyle filter. I mean, I love what I do so much that I get too sucked into it, okay? And I spend too much time in it. And so, you know, that's being completely vulnerable and honest is is I really need to pull back a little bit from what I do, maybe hire someone to help me uh, more at a high level and, and pull back from it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, that's in the cards. I'm, I'm actually looking for a COO right now as chief operations operator, uh, officer. And so, uh, you know, that, that's in the cards, but, yeah. uh, but so, so the next piece on my, on my list of things that you do to achieve success and, or recover from failure is your peer group. Okay. And I will tell you when I was losing everything in 2008 and 9 I was in Tony Robbins' Platinum Partnership. He's a motivational speaker. We you all may or know may not Tony, be familiar. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you yeah. do. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know he's he's come to the UK a lot, but uh, yes. I used to be on his team. I was actually on his security detail for 8 years and followed him around the planet for 20 years, but uh um so when I was losing everything I was in Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership, okay? It says high-level partnership. And back then it was about 130,000 for the year all in. Now it's more than that, a lot more. But I was around people that were killing it in two thousand eight nine. 9 They were thriving. I mean, financially killing it. And, you know, and they're like telling me, oh, 50 million, shmillion, get up, you puss. Go make something happen. Now, who do you want to be around when the you-know-what hits the fan, right? You want to be around people like that. So I'm going to tell you, the sad reality is most people... Um really kind of um, default to a peer group of people they went to school with or people they work with. And sometimes those people haven't got your best interests at heart, you know, because when you have a dream and you know you want to do something bigger than what you have, that dream is a fragile thread. And that thread can be broken quite easily if you're around the wrong people, you know, because so they're out of their fear or their limiting beliefs or their fear of losing you or their fear of being humiliated if you succeed or whatever, Um We'll hold you back. And sometimes it's family. So I'm going to tell you, love your family, but choose your peers proactively. Get around people that want more. You know, like, like in my coaching program, my warriors. Most of those hundred and seventy thousand units were done between warriors, and and that's a group they they I, I, they they push each other, they hold each other accountable, they praise each other. They're not afraid of other success. So get around a group like that in your town, or start your own meetup group to talk about whatever you're interested in, whatever vehicle you're thinking about utilizing. But get around people that want more out of life because a rising tide lifts all ships. And if you're around people that are afraid of your success, they're going to hold you back. In fact, you show me your three best friends, I'll show you who you are in every aspect of your life, your health, your happiness, and your finances, because that's who you become. So choose carefully. So that's peer group. Very, very important. Absolutely. Um, so what yeah. drives you? What drives you, Rod?
0: You know, you're a successful man. You know, you've got, you know, plenty of money. You've got a beautiful wife. You've got yeah. you know a number of successful students. What's driving you now?
1: You know, that's a really good question. Um, you know... <laughs> I do love what I do. I mean, I have a wall in my other office that has literally hundreds of thank you cards from students on it. It's, and I'm really proud of it. I look at it. It's right to the right of my, or to the left of my desk. And, and uh, I do get a tremendous amount of pleasure from seeing people become successful. And that may sound like hyperbole and like I'm trying to sell myself and that's not it at all. I think anybody that gives, in fact, let me give you a story. Okay, Uh, I'm gonna, this is gonna take a minute, but it's really powerful and I think your listeners will appreciate it. So um, there's two pieces to this. The first one is gratitude. Let's talk about gratitude for a second. It's the most powerful emotion we have available to us. It's impossible, for example, to be fearful and grateful at the same time. It's impossible to be angry and grateful at the same time. Gratitude lowers our blood pressure, increases our immune system, brings us closer to our spirituality. It's how you manifest anything you want into your life. You do it through gratitude gratitude. That's how you, that's how I've done it with vision boards and gratitude. I grat, I'm grateful for the things that I want as if I already have them. And 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 that's how you bring things into your life. So that's number one. But I want to tell you a story. I told you about that house I built on the beach. So listen, you know, when I was 18, I was like, I lived in Denver and Denver's in the middle of the United States and there's no beach. But I knew I wanted to live on the beach. So I would visualize the palm trees and the sand and the surf. And 20 years later, I built that $8 million, 10,000 square foot mansion on the beach. And just to describe this place, I a waterfall from the second floor balcony into the pool. You had to walk through the waterfall to get to the pool. Pools and magazines, a giant spiral staircase up through the middle of the house, an elevator, wine cellar. Um, on the second floor, I had aquariums built around the spiral staircase that cost me almost $200,000. So this gives you an idea of the house. So two months after I moved in, I worked for this thing for 20 years, okay? I, I manifested, it took me 20 years, but I built this incredible home Two months after I moved in, I'm floating in the pool at night, pool's changing colors, it's got fiber optic lighting, and I'm looking up at this testament to my ego, which is really what it was. It was, I built that to prove the world I was good enough. Remember I said, how can I show that yeah, I'm good enough? Absolutely. I built that to prove the world yeah. I was good enough. And I mean, I my beautiful family's inside sleeping. I had all the toys, the Maserati and the two Mercedes and the boats and the jet skis and all the crap, I had all that stuff. And I look up at this thing and I got depressed. And I don't mean just a little depressed. I mean, I was really depressed. This is two months after I moved in. And there's some big messages here. The first one is, it's never about the goals. You need the goals to create that burning desire so you take action. But, you know, like they say, the happiest days of a boat owner's life are the day they buy the boat and the day they sell the boat. You know, you, you you need the goals, but it's never about them. Happiness comes from progress and growth. And and one of the things happening is I didn't know how I was going to grow. It's like how do I move past this? I mean, I had I had achieved success like times 10,000, right? And and so that was one piece. Um but the the bigger piece well there's another piece too is like you know, you should never achieve a big goal without having other goals lined up behind it because like the good book says, without a vision the people perish. I didn't have a vision for the future. I didn't know what what, what I would do next. So that was another piece. But the biggest piece was I had been totally focused on me you know, show the world I matter, show rod, 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 blah, blah, blah. And that's the year I first met Tony, actually, Tony Robbins. I went to one of his events. I read read part of a book of his. and I'm like, man, this is good stuff. I went and saw him live. And I discovered that he feeds families for the holidays. Now he has fed millions, but I'm like, what a concept. Do something for someone else. I'm embarrassed to say I had to be 40 to get that memo. This is 23 years ago. I'm 63 now. I had to be 40 to get that memo. So I came home and I called my brother. I was going to go visit him in Denver. I was already living in Florida. I was going to go visit him in Denver for Thanksgiving. I said, bro, let's feed five families. So he called his church and he found five families that really needed help. We bought frozen turkeys and toys for the kids if they had them and big boxes of food. And the third family changed my life, Leslie. I go up to this home and it was a one bedroom. It wasn't even a one bedroom. It was a crappy one bedroom because you had to walk through the bedroom to get the kitchen and and there was a woman there, Hispanic woman with five children. So she comes out on the porch and she sees all this stuff that we had bought and she starts crying. And her children come out and they start crying. And then I start crying and I'm I'm hooked. And I'm blessed to say in the last 23 years, we have fed about 140,000 children here in Sarasota and Bradenton, Florida, where I live. We've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies for local children. Don't even have the basic supplies for school. Don't even get me started on that. And then we've done tens of thousands of teddy bears for local police officers to keep in their vehicles if they encounter a child that's been traumatized, they can comfort the child. And I don't say this to brag, please know this. But see, in in our society, and I think this is probably a worldwide phenomenon, we've been taught to achieve to be happy. Like we shouldn't be happy until we've achieved or or, or reached some level of achievement. But I'm going to tell you, and this is a play on words, but it's an important one. If you give back in any fashion, you're happily achieving. Now, Tony Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. Achievement is a science. If you want to learn something, go learn it. If you want to learn multifamily, come to my boot camp in September. I'll tell you, how, I'll give you guys a fantastic deal if you want to come, $197. And, and and it's not a sales pitch either for three days of training. But if you want to learn that, it's a science. I'll give you the blueprint and the map. You just got to go do it, okay? But fulfillment is an art. Okay. And so you've got to pick what juices you. For me, it's kids. Maybe for you it's the animals or the environment or the elderly, whatever it is. Give back right now. Yeah. Now, if you're listening to this and you're young and you've got blood dripping from your teeth and you want success so bad, I'm gonna tell you and don't say, don't say, Oh yeah, you had money, that's why you did it. No. If you want money, do it because the yeah. money will come faster. That's the way God works or the universe works. Whatever you give, you get back a hundredfold or a thousandfold. You with me on this, Leslie? Yeah, you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. yeah. and so yeah. Yeah, so give back, and and even if it's just of your time, because success will come faster, yeah. and you'll be fulfilled while you're achieving. You'll be happier. Yeah. So, I, I did. I just wanted to throw that in before we cut off here. Yeah,
0: no, no, I t- totally agree with you. And you know, one of my pet hates is it's okay for them because because I think that is such a. Anti-mindset because you're just a giving well, that's, yourself that, That's a mission. story.
1: That's yeah. that's just a story, so it you is. don't achieve anything. Yeah. That's a that's a circuit breaker, so you don't yeah. feel terrible about yourself. Exactly. And and you and I get hate every day on my social media. I mean, I get I get these guys that are so miserable that they, they try to diminish me because I've been successful, or they try to make fun of my wife. Oh, she's after you for your money. We've only been married 13 years. I didn't have a pot to pee in when she married me, but I get all that, you know, yeah. and 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 I feel sad for those people because they they do that as a circuit breaker in a story so they don't feel horrible and it's Absolutely. it's it's sad. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree with you. So, I don't
0: know if I need to ask this question because you've kindly shared throughout the podcast how can people connect with you Rod?
1: Yeah, no, I, I will tell you. Listen, I hope you'll check out my podcast at rodspodcast.com. But if you go to rodslinks.com, if you have any interest in real estate, um, you can even get my number one best selling book. You just pay the ship. Well, yeah, I think I can, we'll even ship to the UK. Yeah. And so like for six bucks. Okay. So it's kind of a no brainer, but, um, but there's a lot of other free resources there. If you have a question about real estate, if you, if you DM me on any social channel, I answer every single question. People are amazed. Uh, but I, and sometimes like, is this a bot or is this one of your people? And I have to send them a picture in my underwear or whatever, you know, it's me. Yes. Hi. <laughs> but uh, you know, and, and so, so um, you know, but Rod's links has a lot of free resources. There's my goal setting Workshop, go do that. For God's sakes, go do that. You should do it two or three times a year. I, I promise you'll be so juiced afterwards. And if you can come to Orlando to my boot camp, please come. The bo- oh, um, I'll tell you what. If you um, go, uh, when you go to Rod's links, my boot camp website's at the top. If you want to come to learn real estate, um, if you use the code Leslie, I got to remember, tell my team, use the code Leslie, you can come for $197. And it's not a big sales pitch. I talk about my coaching for 30 minutes. The all other three days is full on training. It's the September 15th through the 17th. You will love it. In fact, if you don't love it, I'll give you your 197 back. It's never happened, but I don't mean like it. I mean, love it. Yeah. I, people rave about it. The only complaint we ever get was the food sucked or the room was too cold or something like that. It's i I've had thousands of thousands was of content was, yes, they, yeah. they, they, they say that. Yes. Yeah. So.
0: Well, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. I have absolutely loved the conversation. I just love how how American you are, and I wish you all the best. <laughs> I hope
1: that's not an insult. I hope that's a compliment. It's
0: absolutely a compliment, <laughs> and I hope you find that balance that you want as well in terms I of will. your work and your home life as well. Thank you very thank you. much, Rod. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to better understand your relationship with money, then please head to the resources section on my website, the Money Confidence Academy, and download my monthly Money Mindset Audit. This will allow you to create a benchmark for where your relationship with money is right now and allow you to continue to measure it on a monthly basis as you do the inner work to improve it. You will also find a copy of my money archetypes assessment at the same time which will allow you to start to really understand which are your three primary money archetypes driving your relationship with money and how to use this information to make, spend, keep, and invest more money. Or if you are a female online business owner, why not join my free Money Confidence Community over on Facebook? A link to the group and other ways to connect with me can be found in the show notes. Finally, if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please do tell others about it. And I would love it if you rated it and gave a review.